This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rippett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on January the 13th, 2021. So happy New Year to everyone. This is our first The Weekly podcast since the the New Year rung in. So Craig, (laughs) um, we have a lot of content since it's been a little while, like rolling into the whole COVID Christmas kind of situation. Uh, So welcome back. And I just wanted to mention, we do have another podcast that's coming around the corner that's going to be talking around a lot of this, um, you know, closures and lockdowns for like Ontario and such. So we're just going to park that topic for this podcast and just talk about some of the really um, prominent articles that happened over the last two or three weeks or so. Um, specifically around the Vancouver Luxury Zone in Alberni has some comings and goings. And the Mink Mile in Toronto has a couple comings and goings as well. So let's hop into those, Craig. Let's do it. Right out of the gate, we're going to head over to Vancouver's luxury zone. There's uh, the luxury brand Tom Brown is opening its second Canadian storefront, which is a boon for the city, of course. But it's also interesting what it's replacing. So Craig, why don't you hop right into that one first? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's good news for Vancouver, I would say. It's uh, Tom Brown. It's a New York City-based fashion brand. Quite expensive um, stuff, uh, I would say. Uh, and, and I'm saying that objectively compared to other brands. Uh, it's going to be taking... Yeah the space that is uh, currently occupied by Versace uh, on Thurlow Street. So, Well, how long has Versace been at that location or in Vancouver? Mm. Uh, Versace opened a few years ago. I, on Alberni there for sure. Uh, how big is it? Because it looks huge when you're kind of driving by it. The, uh, it's about 1,875 square feet. So it's not a huge space. Mm, is it in the tower for like commercial or what? It, what's um, it in? At the base of an office building, 745 Thurlow Street, which uh, is basically the corner of Alberni Street, which mm. we've coined to be the luxury, luxury zone of Vancouver. Oh yeah. And it's not open yet. So when are they announcing or planning to open? Yes, Tom. Tom Brown will be opening, I think, later this uh, spring slash early summer, depending on when construction can be finished. And uh, it's a good addition to the neighborhood, yeah. but it is interesting that Versace is um, going to be leaving the Vancouver market yes. after 34 oh, years. Uh, so uh, well, I kind of want to be sad about that being a Vancouverite. That did surprise me, honestly, when I found out. Well, and I'm not as familiar with Tom Brown. So for those that are in the same boat as myself... And of course, I haven't lived under a rock, so I know what Versace is. But like, is there a pecking order where Tom Brown falls um, in the luxury spectrum? Like, is it above, below Versace or, or otherwise? Oh, good question. Uh, you know, it might be a little bit higher. Um, mm. I'd have to check on that because Versace does have some pretty pricey stuff as well. So right. um, they're both very expensive right. brands. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I think it depends. I, th- I think some of the sweaters and whatnot at Tom Brown might be a little bit higher if you're going to get something... And I'd say, quote unquote, similar at Versace, but the designs are very, very different too. I mean, Versace is sort of this, you know, sleek, flashy, uh, you know, Euro fashion brand. Tom Brown's a little bit more understated, known for, you know, a nice, say, a gray garment, uh, pants and a top that would have maybe the three stripes that uh, um, has become kind of, you know, trademark, you know, something iconic for for Tom Brown in terms of a style. So if you see someone with a shirt or um, a jacket kind of with three stripes and one arm. Um, you don't have to see a picture because it's hard to describe. Uh, you know, that may very well be a Tom Brown gar- garment. 
doesn't mean it is for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and where is Vancouverites going to be able to get Versace now that the store is closing? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I, I guess Versace wasn't doing as well as we thought. Um, right. And, and you know, just to make mention, you know, the first, I think, Versace shop in Vancouver, I think, was probably 1987 at Leone. So, oh. um, the, which is the Sinclair Center. I'm not honestly sure if it's still open or if it's shut. We, uh, right. we reported that it was closing, but I know they were having closing out sales and it might technically still be open. But, uh, or not, because, you know, we're all kind of locked down or at least not doing a lot exactly because of at this COVID. Point, yeah. Um, but uh, um, I think in, in Vancouver, you'll still be able to buy um, Harry Rosen, I know, carries Versace collection. Uh, for men you're not going to find the women's wear over there of course uh, it's a men's store and uh, Holt Renfrew I think does have some Versace stuff but it's it's not going to be you know the full collection like the boutiques oh. so um, but who knows maybe uh, Versace would open a concession at Holt Renfrew in Vancouver at mm. some point because uh, yeah. brands that are in Holt Renfrew will sometimes do better than they will say on a street front location in Vancouver mm. it's kind of just the way that the clustering has worked with brands and, and Holt Renfrew really mm. does have that compelling it's got the best mix of brands in the city really overall i would say well and besides tom brown taking over versace is there any other news or retailers comings goings or otherwise in the vancouver luxury zone in alberni or that you wanted to kind of highlight yeah next. yeah so uh, michael's michael's crafts uh sometimes it's called uh is going to be leaving finally uh i know that it, some people were kind of scratching their heads yeah. when michael's had opened because alberni street was yeah. kind of in the process of becoming a luxury street uh, I, I know. um or you know it was becoming quite evident you yeah. had uh, tiffany and company uh, at one end of the street along with hermes which recently just moved yeah uh you know and louis vuitton which kind of occupies the foot or if you can call yes. it that of alberni street yes. at, at uh, berard street and and alberni if you're standing on alberni looking to berard you can see the louis vuitton store yeah. uh, at the other end of the street you have uh, um you know Burberry was one of the earlier brands that came in at the Shangri-La Hotel, which is at Thurlow and Alberni. So yeah. I think by the point that Michael's opened, people thought, you know, this is going to become a luxury street, kind of like a little Rodeo Drive because of the way that the brands were forming between it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think there was a bit of a surprise. I think it opened around 2012 and uh, yeah, Michael's will be closing. Um, it's got a ground floor space that includes a bit of some retail and uh, escalators and most of it is upstairs. So it's primarily a second level retailer above the Brooks Brothers store. Yeah. And again, like most people don't go there for crafts, Yeah, you know, so at the end of the day, it makes sense. But uh, do you know when the final day of Michael's crafts is going to be for that? location um yeah so it, michael's uh is, i think it, clo it will close uh january 20th is i think oh. what the date is going to be so That's coming up now um they'll be able to be some leasing activity or some interest in there. I know that Burberry a while back had looked at that space, but it was considered to be awkward because it was, you know, primarily second level. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. As well, at the corner of Thurlow Street in Alberni is uh, a lovely Escada store, which has been there for yes. uh, a few years. I think it's it's not hasn't been a decade, but it's been it's been a while. Oh, and yeah, well, I remember driving by Thurlow like a very like for over years and years and years. And whenever you're at the stoplight there, coming off of West Georgia. You always, your eye is drawn to us, the Scalist like windows, right? So it's surprising and sad for me to see that go, especially since like across the street is Burberry and they don't really have that great of a window display situation going on. But what's going on with, with Escada? Is it like in financial trouble? 
Uh, I know that Escada struggled uh, financially as a company. I don't mean just Vancouver. I mean, it's it's been, uh, you know, in a challenging situation. So I'm not sure how long Escada will be there for. So yeah. oh. it's going to be interesting. I, I think we'll see yeah. a few retailers maybe shut down in that area, but uh, we'll see, I think, brands replace it as well. Vancouver is still, I think, going to be a pretty strong luxury mm-hmm. retail market in 2021 and beyond. And that's my hood. So I'm all down for it. So woohoo. And I think though that that covers most of the topics we wanted to go through for the Vancouver Alberni luxury zone. So I think mm-hmm. if we have a moment, we should probably start segueing into the Toronto. Let's do Mink Mile. Mink Mile. So I, th- yeah. I think there was a, a, a brief that came out just a day or so ago that had some positive and negative announcements. So do you want to hop into the sea eyewear departing the Mink Mile before some positive news too? Yes, yes. Um, see, eyewear, that's it's kind of sad. Uh, I yeah. went to the opening of that yeah. store. So, uh, well, I, I know it's not exactly on Blur Street or the Mink Mile. It's like on a parallel street called Cumberland that's right next to it. But um, if memory serves me right, it was only around 800 square feet. So it wasn't big. But uh, at what do you remember when it opened? Because I think you went to the opening, right? Um, it opened in the fall of 2017, mm-hmm. I should say. So it was a right. bit over three years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, really colorful, interesting eyewear. There was excitement around the store opening. Uh, once it opened, I, I didn't really see a lot in the way of marketing and whatnot. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mm-hmm. place at the right time to see it. So, you know, I, I can't say for sure that uh, it wasn't happening because... You know, I'm busy and I'm sure lots, I miss a lot of things, but uh, the plan was to expand uh, sea eyewear across Canada. So uh, I I was speaking to the uh, founder and owner, who's a a very interesting gentleman, um, Richard Golden, uh, who lives in Detroit. Mm. Uh, He'd already been looking at, uh, you know, Queen Street West in Toronto for a second Toronto location. And uh, Cumberland Street had been picked because of the village feel. And uh, it is too bad to to see that retailer close, but to the same time we have a lot of optical retailers that have uh, come into the canadian market uh, bailey nelson uh, uh, ole quinn um uh, Josh, uh, you know there's so many of them that we've been writing about over the years that it is a saturated market there's, there are a lot of places to buy glasses now bond look out of montreal is a really great example i think frames you know 135 to 150 dollars type of things so a lot cheaper than you pay in years past at your local optometrist from what i remember paying hundreds of dollars for glasses uh, in my youth <laughs> And besides the eyewear story, another uh, story in the brief was LCBO having a new location that they're going to be opening up. Yeah, yeah. The Liquor Control Board of Ontario, for those that aren't familiar with what LCBO stands for, uh, is going to be opening a store um, right on the Mink Mile. A lease was just recently signed for, it's more than 10,000 square feet. Someone actually said it might be 14,000 square feet. We're going to get some more details on this, but we'll still talk about it here. Uh, The Mink Mile is a high-end shopping strip that's basically located on Bloor Street West between Young Street and Avenue Road. Uh, This particular corner is at the Manulife Center and uh, fronts also onto Balmudo Street, so it's a corner location and uh, um, very, very prominent uh, corner location. In, in until 1991, that corner was occupied by uh, what I would consider to be one of the most culturally important retailers in Canada uh, for the fashion industry. Would be Creed's mm. uh, high-end women's fashion retailer, uh, mini department store, about 35,000 square feet. Uh, I would put it a level, I would put it a level above Holt Renfrew right. at the time when, uh, when Creed's was in operation. Holt's was across the street by that point, uh, certainly in 1991. And, uh, you know, it's a very prominent corner, but I do think that retail is changing uh, to a degree. And I'm not sure if a fashion retailer would have worked now in the corner of uh, Bloor and Balmudo. So, 
perhaps uh, LCBO, if they do something really interesting, there is going to be uh, a good retail tenant. But it was to me a bit of a surprise because still being the Mink Mile, we might expect something to be a bit high end. But uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens because we have seen a few other uh, new retailers opening uh, on the Mink Mile as well, and not all of them have been luxury stores. Well, and even with that, like we just went through CIWare and LLB, uh, LCBO. But is there other Mink Mile news that you'll want to go through for opening and closing? Just since we haven't been doing an episode for a while, let's just touch upon some of those. There have been a few other um, interesting developments on uh, the Blur Street Mink Mile. There's, there's been a f- few retailers uh, uh, open. I guess Blur Yorkville may be a better uh, thing to say, as well as one closing, which would be the Gap. It's mm-hmm. actually taken off its uh, signage. signage on the front of the building. So now the big blue navy blue like square thing that had you know gap across it on each side uh is just blank Mm -hmm. and the windows are papered over so uh that store opened i think it was 1999 at that corner and uh, it's now gone so it'll be interesting to see what retailer uh would take that or what business would take that space because it's a very prominent location and i'm sure they want a lot of rent for it too well, isn't um also banana republic um having a similar fate that kind of shut down on Blur as well. I'm trying to remember when that was. Um, Banana Republic did close right. um, at 80 Blur Street West, I think it was. So yeah, I think actually all of the Gap brands Are will out. be closed on Blur yeah. Street, interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, Intermix would be the last one that we've talked about before. The high-end women's wear brand mm. that's owned by the Gap yeah. um, at 130 Blur next to the Gucci store. And it's uh, it'll be replaced by a um, American luxury brand that uh, we'll be announcing at some point in the near future. Well, and didn't uh, Bogner also open up from Germany? I think that's a ski brand that just kind of opened up on the Mink Mile, which is positive news. Yeah, yeah. Bogner out of Germany yeah. has uh, it's opened a pop up, which could become permanent, maybe, hopefully, if if it does well. But I don't know how it's going to do well because no one can go in and shop. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, with the lockdowns now, yeah, and and the Webster, right? So that's also another. Yeah, because we haven't done these podcasts for a little while, and so we we reported in December that the Webster, yeah. it's a, a high end multi brand retailer based out of Miami, uh, South Beach, Miami, uh, is going to be opening its first Canadian location in I think it's April uh, in uh, on Scollard Street in Toronto in in the Yorkville area, and uh, that's uh, a really interesting development. I think that's going to be a bit transformative to the neighborhood in terms of putting it. Uh, even more so on the fashion map than than it has been in the past. So um, I just walked by there a couple of days ago and uh, it's now the hoarding is down and it's a lovely looking brick facade. I think they're going to paint it, but it's like raw brick right now. It looks nice. Like it's different than it was. It was painted before. So. And besides Bogner and the Webster, is there, there's also another one that another optical retailer that was coming onto the scene as CIWR is now heading off of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Blur Street, I think we'll see a few more things happening. Hakeem Optical, we reported uh, in the uh, summer, I think it was open to store, a very iconic corner at Bay and Blur. We've talked about that already. Um, Club Monaco will be eventually leaving uh, the corner of Blur Street and and uh, Queens Park or Avenue Road. Um, and it's beautiful, beautiful building uh, owned by the University of Toronto, big pillars. Uh, uh, you know, so I, we've seen some stores closed or will be closing on Blur Street, but uh, we'll be seeing some opening as well. So I don't think it's all bad news. And, and I'm somewhat optimistic about 2021, or at least the latter part of 2021, as people get vaccinated. So uh, it's yeah. going to be an interesting time. But uh, I, I do hope uh. that you know, Blur Yorkville and the luxury zone in Vancouver continue to uh, be important. Uh. Yeah, absolutely. And 
and other than the Vancouver Luxury Zone and the Toronto Luxury Zone on the Ming Mile, we just wanted to wrap up by kind of mentioning that we also started doing some photo tours of malls, especially since uh, with COVID-19, there's not a lot of visiting of malls happening. So we kind of went through and highlighted and took pictures and did some tours of a variety of malls. So let us know what you think. Is there any tour that you like us to do? Let us know. Uh, I think at this point, we kind of did a blitz over Christmas, which is kind of out there for you to take a look at. And we kind of did some tests before earlier in December. So hopefully those go well, but let us know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully people like the mall tours. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, and I want to say thank you to everyone who's been reading these and, and you know, looking at them and commenting and, uh, you know, being part of this so far, because it, it is fun to do these tours. And uh, I think they're very well done. And, and the team at Retail Insiders done some amazing work around, uh, you know, the history of the centers and, uh, you know, related articles for, say, retailers that we're showcasing in these uh, tours. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to do it. Craig, thank you for going through the popular content from Retail Insider over the past week. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and we'd appreciate it if you left a review with your podcast provider to help others find us too. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning. And it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day, as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page, and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening. And Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week. Excellent. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care.